I'm Mike Vardy. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash ProductiveConvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. (music) 
Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, we have Scott Barlow. He is the founder of Happen to Your Career. Com, which I think is, is fantastic. And we've been trying to get this episode going for a while. And we talk about strengths finding and all that cool stuff. If you're a Patreon supporter, which means if you're listening to this, probably not a Patreon supporter, or if you are, you're listening to the public episode. But in the Patreon episode, I actually go into my own strengths finder test. I actually took one. So if you're interested in doing that, head over to patreon.com slash productivityist, contribute at whatever amount you'd like to, and you'll get access to bonus episodes and, and enhanced content and all that fun stuff, as well as a ton of perks. So you can head over there and, and check that out and hear what my strengths finder results were. But right now, I want you to listen to the discussion I had with Scott Barlow here on the Productivityist podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Scott Barlow to the Productivityist podcast. Scott, thanks for joining me this week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This has been a long time in the making. It has, it has. I mean, either, either, and it's been mostly me. It's been mostly me saying, hey, I have to reschedule. Uh, I have to reschedule. And I mean, we met at Podcast Movement. Yeah. And and uh, you tried Japanese whiskey. I, I did for the first time. And it was, uh, I, I became a fan very, very quickly. So have took... you been buying Japanese whiskey since? Uh, only tried? once. Which only one? Once. Which one have um, you tried? It was... Uh, Probably the Nika. Nika? Yeah. Yep. Because we tried that there and I'm like, oh, that is... Yeah, that Nika's is awesome. really good it was stuff. Smooth. I was, I was, oh man, I didn't, first of all, until we started talking, I didn't realize there was good Japanese whiskey out there. <laughs> Second of all, I didn't realize that uh, the bar that we were standing in actually sold it. And third of all, I didn't had no idea it was going to be that smooth. Yeah, so. it was it, it was it was interesting because it was a side like they had a secret menu, and uh, they gave it to me, and they, the, it was a, th- a flight of Japanese whiskeys. Yeah, and it was seventeen dollars American, yeah, like which yeah. is which is I think forty three dollars Canadian. But still, that's cheaper <laughs> cheaper than what it would cost for me up here anyway. And so I bought, I think, every night that we went down there for podcast movement, I think I bought a couple of flights just to share with people. Because not many people had tried it. And we're in exactly. Fort Worth, Texas. So it's not like you're going to be thinking about Japanese whiskey no. in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, so. I went there expecting barbecue and, uh, yeah, not Japanese whiskey. <laughs> but I, I'm sold. So thank you for that. No problem. And thanks for joining me. And thanks for you know thanks for having me on your show as well. I was on your show uh, a while ago. Yeah. And, and uh, I had a blast. And I thought, well, let's have you on this show to talk about what what can happen when you decide to take control of, of your life and your career as opposed to letting your career kind of lead you in a place that you don't necessarily want to go. And I think that there was definitely some relational uh, components to productivity here, but you, you've got the, the site happened to your career. And it's funny because I've talked to Cal Newport before, who I'm sure you've, have you looked up Cal Newport stuff before? So good. They can't ignore you. Deep work. Phenomenal uh, writer. Yeah. I, I don't know Cal, but I know of of his work, yes, and and he so he talks about how you you shouldn't pursue your passion, but you should follow like you should earn career capital, and then find the work you love within the career that you've you've chosen. Um, do you sub do you, like when it comes to what you do? Do you kind of follow that theory to a point, or like because I mean, obviously, people when they're in a career that they've that they're currently pursuing. Or being pursued by, I guess is probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Do they? Do they find like there? There's obviously some fear and some some trepidation to just up and leaving. I mean, I know I came across that. Like, how do you when you look at this? Do you say, hey, you know what? Um, 
see what you can find within the, the, the confines of what you're doing already. And if not, then let's take some steps to move you out by taking the strengths you have and putting you in, in, in a better place. Yeah. You know, that's a great question, especially since there's so much out there. I mean, there's like, follow your passion and the money will happen. And then there's like the, well, let's take inventory of what you've already done and uh, you should just go do that because you're good at it, that sort of thing. And then there's, you know, some stuff that's in between, but we, we have an even still different philosophy on it, which uh, we have been able to teach to at this point, thousands of people. And that's, that's pretty cool. And, um, and it it started for me just in my personal journey, which you know I'll tell you a little bit about. But ultimately, it comes down to this for us. We take a look at what you have the potential to be great at. So these this um, unique combination of your experiences and uh, and predispositions and you know nature and nurture and and the things that you enjoy. And we call this your signature strengths. And essentially that's just the unique combination of all that stuff that allows you to be better in those areas than almost anybody else. Even, even if you're not currently there, when developed over time, it allows you to be able to get there because mm-hmm. everybody has that in a variety of different ways. So we look at signature strengths and then we combine that with what you really actually want in your life. Now I sound, I know that, <laughs> That sounds a, a little bit like, well, of, of course, like why would you do anything else other than what you want in your life? But uh, what we've found in working with virtually anybody by any, any different uh, success standards or anything else, um, a lot of people have a lot of hangups for why they don't actually pursue what they really actually want. And so we help people weed through both those things um, very, very simply. What are, what are you great at? And what do you have the potential to be amazing at? And then what do you actually want in your life? And then we help them figure out what is the best best uh, route to take to build your career around that instead of the other way around. So instead of people kind of uh, feeling through the dark with their passion flashlight kind of leading them along uh, and then going, hey, this looks like it might be interesting. You're saying, hold on, hold on. You're like the guide. You're the one that says, okay, look, yeah. you, you know, you might not be best suited for this because you see the bright shininess of it, but there's much more depth to it. So let's look a little bit deeper. Yeah. And two things that might make uh, even a little bit more sense around that. One is um, a while back, it's probably been about two years ago or so, but I was, I was sitting with my, at the time, three-year-old, three-year-old little boy, Grayson, and we were putting together a puzzle or, you know, he, he brought out this Mickey Mouse puzzle or whatever it was. And you know, he's sitting over on the floor and he's like taking all these different pieces and he was like trying to just like jam these things together. First time he's ever put together a puzzle. So he's doing what most little kids do and he grabs one random piece, grabs another piece, tries to fit them together. I can see that he's like getting really frustrated and, you know, he's kind of throwing pieces around. It's not really working at all. And, and, and that's, uh, that's where I said, okay, look, I got, I got to show you how to do this. Cause everybody knows, you know, if you've put together a puzzle at all, there's kind of a really efficient way and, uh, mm-hmm. well, what Grayson was doing. So the efficient way is very simply, you find all the corner pieces, you know, those things are easy to identify. They've got two, two sides on those corners. And then, uh, once you got those corner pieces, you find all of the edge pieces, right? Yep. And you've got those edge pieces and all of a sudden now you, when you separated those out, you can actually start to assemble those into a frame. You can kind of see what colors go together. And, yeah, and once you get this frame and it's built out, you can start to see that, oh, 
well, even though I don't have this whole puzzle together, I can start to see what the picture actually looks like now that I've, I've built this frame. And uh, yeah, I can see Mickey Mouse's, uh, I don't know, foot down here and Donald Duck's nose and all this other stuff on there. And, and that's very, very much the type of, of system because then you can actually fill in the picture and then you can start to do that, uh, you know, take all the rest of those pieces, fill them in very, very efficiently versus the, the grabbing and scrambling and cramming together. And most people, what they're doing is they're doing that exact same approach that Grayson was using where they're like grabbing random pieces out of their life and saying, oh, well, I know that I hate my boss, so I need to go someplace else where I don't hate my boss. And I know that really what I want is I, I want to be able to, I don't know, attend my, my child soccer games or something like that instead of working during that time. So I want to you know, not do that. And that doesn't, doesn't work very well. They move on to the next thing or they don't make a change at all, whatever it is, and they continue to be unhappy. So instead, we take those corner pieces, which are just like those signature strengths that I talked about. We help people identify, like I said, what they, what they are great at. And then we help them pair in those edge pieces, which are really what you actually really truly want in your life, which is we found is very, very difficult for most people to quantify. Uh, you think, it sounds like it should be an easy question and maybe it should be, but uh, most of us have the head games and stuff that we work through to be able to make that happen. So, but the funny thing is when you do that, when you understand what, what you're great at or have the potential to be great at and you have uh, the frame built out, totally with what you want in your life, you can actually start to see what the picture looks like, just like that puzzle. And um, most people never, ever, ever get to that point. So they're perpetually confused and perpetually unhappy with what it is that they're doing. You know, it's funny, uh, before we, as we did the introduction, we talked about how the correlation between productivity and, and what you do is, yeah. is, 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 is it, it, I use the puzzle analogy all the time when I talk about routines. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when you're, I'm like, this is a very familiar story because my son does the same. Like, like <laughs> and the thing is, is what happens. So w when I talk about routines in this sense, yeah. um, which which are anchors, really, they are really anchors, kind of like those strengths that you're talking about. Yep. Is that is that if you have those in place, the messy middle, the middle part of your day is never going to be the same. You don't quite know what that looks like, so you're going to have to take your time piecing that together. But if you always have the the edges ready yeah. for you to go yeah. then you framed it already and i think that that's that's absolutely you know i mean that, that's that's something that's really really important for people to kind of understand is that you know i mean you need to if you can set up a framework in place and make things easier for you in that regard it, it then it's it's really helpful because I mean again you're right most people what they'll do is they they see the eight pieces that happen to be stuck together when they came out of the box <laughs> they're like oh let me work with those yeah. but but that's making it harder for themselves because you you're going through the other hundred pieces trying to find them whereas if you just find those edges I think that's 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 really a way to go now now I haven't talked at all about the podcast or about on the podcast before about the strengths finder mm. um, and you've written a blog post about it which I'll share in the show notes but. Uh, so strengths finders are, are I, I mean, I've gone through the airport and I've seen the book uh, all over the place. Do you, what are the, your thoughts behind the strengths finder kind of philosophy and, and the approach? And then how do you think, why do you think people maybe when they hear something like that, because I see it and hear it and say, well, oh, that, that seems like it's a, a lot of work to look at, a lot of introspective work. Like how do you approach that finding of those strengths? I guess to give you a little bit of a baseline, 
uh, with my podcast and with, uh, I guess being working in HR and then working with, I don't know, all different types of executives for companies and entrepreneurs and things like that. Uh, I've gotten to see a lot of just a wide range of like thousands and thousands of people, uh, that are kind of in different places and some that are successful by their standards and some that are successful by other people's standards, but not their own. And, and one of the funny things that I've, I've observed, first of all, are the people that are the happiest on the most regular basis are the people that are in a lot of cases, not all, but in a lot of cases, the most self-aware. And, um, you know, I've observed that correlation again and again for a long time before I really understood some of what was behind that. And I I think that part of being fully self-aware is you have to understand what your strengths are. And uh, the other thing, the other massive advantage for that is if you clearly understand what you're great at, it's so much easier to excel in whatever it is that you want to do because um, most of the time, um, in fact, I would say once you want to dig down four or five layers deeper for that self-awareness, um, all of the time, the things that you are the very, very best at are also the things that you enjoy the very most. And they're those things that you can't stop doing that are um, – so innately built in into you. So that's that's a little bit of the precursor to my philosophy where it overlaps with the strengths finder philosophy, which their simple philosophy is, hey, if you're working in your strengths, you're going to do better than anybody else. Like whether you're running a business or you're, you know, getting a job or anything like that, you're going to naturally shine because it's easy for you. So why go against the grain? Um, and, and, you know, that's that's kind of where our, our stuff intersects with strength finder. And for strength finder, it's I love it in particular just because it helps shortcut a lot of that introspective work. And in fact, I, I just had a, two coaching clients that I talked to earlier before we got on the, on the phone, two separate coaching clients, and I'm just starting work with them in the last few weeks. And I had both of them do StrengthsFinder. Like I purchased it for them uh, so that they could go through and do StrengthsFinder because it gives them verbiage to their strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's incredibly important. Um, because so many people find it a struggle to quantify. They're like, I'm really good with people. It's like, well, how are you good with people? What's the context in which you're good with people? What are the type of people that you really enjoy working with the most and are the best at, at, at and why is that? And you know, dig four, four or five layers under the surface. So what I find is that Strength Finder, when you go through and do the 177 questions, um, which usually takes about a half an hour or so, and it it pops you out on the other end, this very, very, very accurate assessment of it, the top five strengths themes is what they call it, that it ranks you with. The most valuable thing out of it is it gives you several paragraphs worth of verbiage about yourself out of that. And um, that can save as many as eight or 10 or 20 hours of that reflect, that hard, that really difficult reflective type work. So just from an efficiency standpoint, I love Strength Finder. I don't know if that fully answers your question. No, you know what it does is it actually, uh, I've not done it before. And so what I'm going to do for the Patreon listeners that are listening to this episode, there's the public folks and then there's the Patreon listeners, is because I know we have an abbreviated time uh, schedule here, is that the tail end, so after I'm done talking to Scott, you're going to hear me reveal my, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take it. 
and then I'm going to share with you my five themes. Well, I'm excited about this. And so I'll share it with you, Scott, as well. Okay, so cool. you'll, I'll send it to you. But anyone who's a Patreon supporter, and again, this is where I plug, go to patreon.com slash productivityist, and that will be the bonus component. So you'll only hear it shared if you're a Patreon supporter or if you're Scott Barlow. Then you'll hear it as well. And probably my wife. Uh, probably. Because she will go, okay, so she will say, well, yeah, or duh. <laughs> and that's probably what will happen. Do you find yeah. that's what happens when, when you when you start to um, – when you're working with people uh, in you know figuring out their signature strengths and then helping them happen in their career instead of you know making life – having life happen to them, you know, having them happen to their life um, – do you find that the people that, that they're surrounded by, do you hear from them saying, yeah, you know what? The people that I'm surrounded by are saying, well, yeah, of course, this totally makes sense. Why, yeah. why is this so oblivious to you? Generally, that's what happens. Um, I would love to say it didn't because it, I don't know, it's kind of a moment uh, for most people where it's like, well, then why didn't you tell me? Like, this could have been a lot easier if I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, generally, I find that that... <laughs> That that happens. In fact, one of um, you know we don't need to go into it right now or anything like that. But that's one of the things we'll have people do um, in some of our programs and some of our courses is if we're helping people discover what their strengths are, uh, we've got a whole set of you know scripts and, and assessments and even emails that you can send uh, send your friends uh, and family that know you really really well to help get that type of information out of out of them so that you can then leverage it and use it because a lot of times they already know because it's easier to see. Uh, like it's probably easier for me to see your strengths and you to see mine than it is um, vice versa. Like me to me to see my own because I, 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 those are my blind spots, right? It's easier right. for me. I take it for granted. And most people assume that um, what you're great at is, is something else that everybody else is great at too. I see this happen a lot, you know, with people I work with as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now, now let's talk about priority for a bit because that's an yeah. area that I think that, yeah. that – so now that you've got these signature strengths and you understand that, it's very easy. And I talk, uh, I talk about this a lot with just my work in general is that you get caught up in the busy work. You get caught up in the minutia, the ought to stuff, you know, the, the, the need to do stuff that others have thrown your way instead of the want to do stuff that – Probably, if you spent more time—not probably, definitely—if you spent more time fostering, then you know you will you will see a larger impact over time. Yep. How do you help? And how do you? First off, how did you when you when you kind of got into the the space that you're in now, and then how do you help others? Kind of say, okay, look, I know what these strengths are now. How do I how do I leverage them, and how do I make sure they don't get lost in the shuffle? Mm, well, a, a couple of different ways, but I'll give you one example. So that whole puzzle method that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Essentially, our output from that process is something that we call a decision profile or what a couple of my customers um, separately ended up calling, well, that's like your filter. That's like, and what they meant by, by it was we create essentially a document that provides this objective. It, it takes all of these like wants and needs and woo-woo to sort of type stuff that's uh, kind of cloudy and fuzzy for most people and puts it into a very, very obje- objective approach where you know, it is the, it's your strengths and what you want in your life and, and and it's quantified on there. And so then the way that we end up using that, that decision profile that I'm talking about Mm -hmm. is, um, when you are evaluating opportunities, whether it's opportunities, you know, for the type of business you're going to start or run, or whether you are starting a new project or whether you are making a career change or whether, you know, whatever it is, it applies to all areas of your, area of your life, not necessarily just your career. But 
it helps you be able to go down and say, look, is it going to get me closer to this, what I want in my life? And it essentially creates this checklist almost for you. So I've actually with, uh, with different, different clients and even in, in one of the, actually two of the programs that, uh, that we use one called side biz MBA, where we help people start, um, start businesses over a six month time period. And then another one and figure out what fits where we help people decide what, what, uh, type of career or business they should be pursuing. Um, we use that profile with them so they can go down and, and say, okay, well, I'm looking at starting these three types of business, or these are my three types of business ideas. Um, how well does it line up with getting me where I want to go in my life? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we literally have put it on a spreadsheet in a lot of cases and, you know, percent totaled it and said, wow, this one's like 95%. Oh, this one is only 35%. Okay, well, nix that one off the list because, you know, it sounds like a great idea, but when I compare it up against what I really actually want, it's not going to move me closer at all or very, very, very small amounts. So um, doing that, it, it really does act as a, as a filter. Like you put, put your ideas or opportunities or projects or whatever else, anything that you might be considering and allows you to be able to filter it to make those decisions on the other end in a very objective way, which is normally for that type of stuff. Like when you're excited about something, it's a very emotional normally. Mm-hmm. See, for me, I, I, as you're talking about this, I'm immediately thinking about, as you would expect, considering yeah. what we've just, what I've been working on yeah. is I would incorporate when you figure out what your strengths are, yep. I would turn them into the modes that you want to, or again, they're themes anyways. But yep. I mean, if you want to focus on that, you could theme your days based on those strengths, or you could theme, that might be too broad because some days you may just not be able to tap into that strength. But if you have, if you, you start to follow the idea of mode-based work on your to-do list, whatever app you're using, and if you're using elements of, 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 the, of the, you know, kind of the methodology that I teach, you could say, okay, I'm going to tag these tasks with this strength because that's what I need to tap into or that's what they, they foster. And then what you can do is instead of sorting your tasks by, you know, by the project that you might be working on or even by a due date, uh, because again, you want to make every day a due date, do yep. date, uh, what you can do is say, I'm going to tap into my str- this particular strength. And you can see all the tasks that are going to foster that strength. So that, Ooh, way you, that. that way you're in that state of flow and it strengthens that muscle, right? I mean, when you talk about strength in general, you want to talk about muscles and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that could be a way for those of you who have been using uh, what, I, what I teach and have been following what I teach, that could be a mode. Like these strengths could be a mode. They're either a resource-based mode that you call upon or even an energy-based mode because, uh, you know, if instead of saying I have high energy, right now you could say okay well these are the different types of, of of things i can do when i have my my high energy and then you could have those brain dead tasks that you just tag with brain dead so that way you can build up that willpower later on i mean i i love this idea because what it does is it really it puts you it puts you in a position like you like you've you've talked about to happen to your life like you aren't waiting for things to happen to you you are taking action and 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 i guess like how do you when when it, when it comes to taking action, are you a big believer in the idea of scheduling everything, or are you more of the 
let's schedule the stuff that's date specific kind of again very much along the lines of getting things done methodology like these are the things that i need to do because i'm meeting with like us we are wrapping up in the next 10 minutes because that's when our appointment ends so that's 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 universally understood it's it's but do you say okay you know what i want to have a i don't want to hyper schedule myself that way or are you somebody that says hey look let's schedule things because uh you know if i schedule all the stuff that i guarantee it's going to get done how do you work and then how do you how do you gauge what others will do? Cause I know not everybody will work like that. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you what we've done and it's certainly evolved over the years for me. Um, <laughs> you and I were talking about getting things done method and you know, some of the good versus shortcomings or mm-hmm. type things that we've experienced for us personally. But, um, I, what, what I did, what I started actually doing when I was running this business on the side um, is now what I do, but it's evolved over time. So what I started out doing uh, way back when, and this this actually came from uh, kind of weird experience, but my wife and I were paying off a bunch of debt. Mm-hmm. And this has been about eight years ago at this point or so when we, when we started doing that, eight, nine years ago. So quite a while ago, but we had like six figures worth of debt to be able to pay off. Right. And we were – we were going through, and on a weekly basis initially, we were um, setting out an initial budget, and then we were reviewing that that budget, and that turned into like this planning time for us. And you know, after we got all this debt paid off, and we were way, way, way better at budgeting, there really wasn't the need to meet on a weekly basis anymore. I mean, even after the first first year or so of doing that, so mm-hmm. you know that that um, continual routine or. Uh, whatever you'd like to call it, of us meeting and doing some of the initial planning or prioritizing um, or combination thereof turned into later on um, to kind of fill that void, us meeting on a weekly basis. And at first we were like planning out, um, we were we were planning out just what was going to happen during the week. And it became a communication tool for myself and, and my wife to stay on the same page. And then later on when I started this business, it became a... Um, Okay, we only have we only have uh, so much time, and we're devoting you know we're devoting even some uh, some what would normally be family time or something like that to be able to get this business off in the ground and running because I was working a working a full time job at the same time doing HR, and from there it turned into a um, sort of like your theme days that you mm-hmm. you you talk about where Saturday is project day and for six hours uh, you know from four a.m. to to six a.m. Um, and then again from you know this time to this time, uh, Saturday is project day, and then you know Thursday morning is is podcast day. And I ended up um, nobody necessarily has to do this, but it worked really well for me. I ended up starting getting up really 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 early just to find the extra time. But the way that I would allocate that time would be based on here's here's the priorities during the week, and then here's what the theme days are, and how does it sink into that theme days? And if it doesn't, then we would schedule the stuff that didn't. So we'd have like the regular recurring things where, um, you know, for me, for a while before I hired somebody to do my podcast editing, like I would I would do podcast editing each week, and then um, as I realized that that's that's something that there were a lot of other people better at, and I wanted to spend my time in a different way, then you know that that turned into a different a different theme and a different, uh, different day, different project and, and, you know, allocated that to somebody else or what ended up happening is we built out our team. Then, you know, that turned into leading the team time for me. But right now, um, right now what, what I actually do is this combination of theme days and scheduling everything out. And 
if you look at my calendar, it looks really, really, really intense. Mm. But, but really, for the most part, it's just these half-day chunks divided into what are the most important things for my business right. and most important things for my family. Um, so part of that became we block out time on the calendar to uh, devote towards family time. And then we actually schedule that first. So, you know, we don't even necessarily know what we're doing sometimes, but that becomes sort of our theme day for that thing. So typically Tuesday nights, we just completely block it out week to week uh, because we're going to do something as a family. Uh, and we, we put that, you know, speaking of being intentional and I don't know, happening to your life versus your life happening to you and all that sort of thing. Um, we realized that if we didn't put that stuff on the calendar and we weren't intentional about doing that, then something would pop up or something would get scheduled or some, I don't know, friend or family member would ask us to do something on that particular, particular night. And, uh, you know, we'd have two weeks go by and we wouldn't have spent any, any family time. Yeah. And we didn't like that when we weren't okay with it. So, uh, over time we realized that we had to use sort of this combination of blocked out time. That's for a, for a theme, as you put it, which I've stolen that since you and I talked about it a while ago, just calling it that. And then, um, from there, scheduling whatever is the biggest priority. So it's a hybrid approach. It is a hybrid approach. It really, really is. And I mean, for me, the nice thing is Saturdays are always family day. And the thing about when you theme, which I think a lot of people, if they're trying to transition from scheduling everything or living within a schedule yeah. that forces you to do everything within a certain period of time, like you've been, you're all meeting out and stuff like that, yeah. what you can do is you can say, okay, you know what? If I if I theme my day, it gives me an overarching focal point for the day. So even when I have that free time, Chris Gillibo wrote this, wrote this great post. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes where he talks about, you know, the most productive people don't have free time because everything is, is even if it's not scheduled, they have something that they know they need to be working on at any yep. given time. So whether it's, whether it's, uh, I'm going to, like last night before bed, um, I'm doing this new diet, uh, dietary uh, lifestyle program with a with a local doctor, and he, yeah. one of the things he said to do was to watch Forks Over Knives, the Netflix documentary. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, and and so I hadn't done it yet, and I've already started the program, done the blood tests, all that stuff, and now I'm watching the the I watched the documentary last night, and so that was that was after I was done all my daily stuff, so there was nothing to schedule. But I, I looked at my to-do list that I had written, and I keep everything there. And I said, oh, you know what? It's now time for, for – I'm going to look at like reading or consu- consuming media or whatever. And actually – when I, I actually tend to put movies under reading as well because I try to do both of them with my leisure time a little bit. Yep. And so I actually saw it there. I'm like, oh, because it said watch. Fork I'm like, yeah, you know what? I got some time. I'm going to watch it. And I did. And, and I think that like – so for family day uh, – I do stuff for my family. So that isn't always, you know, let's go to the park, let's play outside. It's sometimes it's let's clean the house. Yeah. Let's list stuff right now. My daughter and I are, I'm going through, I've, I've just read Joshua Becker's new book, uh, The More of Less, as we're recording this. So I, re- I read it before the, the launch date. Yeah. And he's inspired me to, you know, I've, I've met Joshua on a number of occasions. I don't think, I don't think he was at podcast. He doesn't do a podcast, but he's been at a lot of events I've been at world. Domination. I met him. We have a lot of mutual friends I've learned over the last few months, but, uh, he, I, I don't he's, know him. he's at the world domination summit pretty much every year. And, uh, so I saw him there last year. We spoke at an event in January together and, and he, you know, his book was coming out and I said, Hey, let's, let's check it out. And, and I've literally, um, gone through a, a minimization phase starting with, uh, just 
the basic areas that he's told me to start with. And now my kids are following suit. So that's something that we'll do on Saturday. My son saw that my daughter is selling a couple of things very intentionally. Mm-hmm. And she, and he saw that she, someone came and gave her money for it. And he's like, I want money. And I said, well, <laughs> you have these toys that you're not using that. So, and you want to go to toy fair on May 1st, cause we're recording this before the toy fair. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I want to buy more Lego. I'm like, well, this is one way you can do it. So it, it, it again, if you have these themed days, I know on Saturday, like, that I'll be spending time with him. And I can immediately say, like, when can you do some on Saturday? Because I know it will take time. Whereas if my daughter and I want to sit down, she wants to start doing a YouTube channel because she, she really is into that stuff. And I want to make yes. sure she does it right. Yes. Because there's a lot of things. I mean, I want How her to learn. How old's your daughter? Uh, she's 11. My, so my I, I want her to learn. Really wants to do that too. Yeah, so. I want to learn. So I've gone and done some research, and I want her to. I, I want her to learn from the mistakes I made initially, starting out too. And she's also younger, so there's some other things to consider there. Yep. I can sit down with her tonight and talk about that stuff because it's not going to take. You know, it's not going to necessarily take a lot of time. And I can say, come back to me with this other stuff. Uh, but so, but having that Saturday also means I can put things like wash car. Go return bottle empties, mow the lawn, and it gives you permission to productive, productively procrastinate, if you want to call it that, or deliberately delay those tasks. Like we're recording this podcast on a on a Thursday, I'm not going to do touch anything after we're done talking until the following Wednesday because yeah. that's my audio video day. Yeah. So I think that 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 you take control of your schedule, which oddly enough. Uh, involves creating constraints and having a framework which seems counterintuitive to people but really you and i both know that that's not the case you need to have that right it's much more freeing it really truly is if you know how you're going to be spending your time even if it's not to the utmost detail but you have an idea of how you're going to be spending your time then it gives you the freedom to go and spend it that way give him give yourself an inch and you'll take a mile yeah right if you if any any doubt in you know i'm going to well, I might take this call at six o'clock in the morning instead of seven because that's when I start. Once you do that once, you've 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 basically disregarded your own boundaries and you've also opened up the door to other people to do the same. So having that in place is really really key. Now now we're gonna wrap up now because you got to go. But I wanna I wanna uh, thank you for joining me, Scott. I really had a great time and I want to have you back on uh, when we can talk more about. Wh- I want you to come on and what we'll do is we'll do a reactionary episode. To my strengths finder result <laughs> sold. So we Let's could do that, that and happen. that'll be awesome. And we'll do that a little bit la- like later on, so that way the people who are Patreon supporters get to hear it now. And and you know we we may release it to Patreon supporters first, and then to then to uh, then to the general public afterwards. But where can people find you? And I know you've got this thing you've been working on called SideBiz MBA. So let's let's get that out there really quickly as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our home base is happentoyourcareer.com. And that's the place where you can find just about anything that uh, that you want. Great place to go to that. Uh, find the best stuff for you is just click on the Start Here link. And that'll guide you to the uh, whatever you need, how to get the most out of our, our site. And you can connect with me there too. Um, and SideBiz MBA is uh, the it's something that I'm really excited about. And you and I were talking a little bit about it before, but really what we're doing with side biz MBA, it's, it's for, it's, it's for people that want to be able to start a business don't have tons of small business experience and want to be able to take their business idea and grow it to a profitable business inside six months. And we'd go through a, 
uh, curriculum and a college type format. We pair you up with a very specific group and it's, it's something that's a lot of fun. It's something that I haven't seen out there. Um, take really the combination of the best stuff from, from college and get rid of all the stuff that isn't effective or doesn't work and combine that and replace that with stuff that really gives you the highest possible chance of being really, 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 really successful in starting a business. So, and the personal attention and support to be able to do it. So that's, that's something I'm, I'm super excited about. And you can find more information about that there at sidebizmba.com or happenyourcareer.com. Awesome. Thanks so much today for joining me, Scott. Thank you, sir. Well, there you have it. A great discussion with Scott. You can head over to just check out the show notes, actually, head over to happenyourcareer.com and you can check out all the stuff that Scott and his uh, company have to offer. I had a great time with him. And again, you know, I can't wait to share Japanese whiskey with him again down the line. Uh, that's it for this week's episode of the show. I'd like to thank all of you for joining me. Thanks to John Polster, the podcast producer, for putting things together. And if you are interested in sharing the show, I would love it because the more people that listen, the more people will find us. And I mean, we were ranked one of the best productivity podcasts by Inc.com. So uh, we're getting more and more listeners. We've got more and more guests lined up. And I'd love to get feedback because I want to make the show better. So leave a rating and review in your uh, podcast aggregator or listening uh, apparatus of choice. Uh, iTunes is one of the best places to do that because that's where a lot of podcasts are found. So if you're listening through iTunes, I'd love to get a rating and review there. If you're interested, again, in supporting the show in a monetary fashion, head over to patreon.com slash productivityist and you can see everything that you need to do to make that happen there. So until next time, I am your host, Mike Vardy, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>